there's a store in the Lower East Side that just sells pencils. But you I know don't what, know. guys? You can't spell pencil without pen, so they probably sell pens as well. Welcome to episode 49 of the Erasable Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Elgin. I'm joined, as always, by two people who know that $1,000 isn't a down payment on a Mazda. It's a new Mont Blanc. Caroline Weaver and Alex Cullen. How are you, ladies? Good tonight. I'm terrific. Today we're going to be talking about our favorite subject, pens. We'll be joined later by Brow Daddy of the Pen Attic to discuss his favorite starter pens and why they're so much better than pencils. But first, let's jump into tools of the trade. Caroline, what are you writing with and what are you drinking? Well, I am writing with a vintage Fabergé pen that is encrusted with rubies that I found on the side of the road. And I'm drinking, I'm drinking the blood of many paper cuts. And by that I mean wine, but I've actually had a lot of paper cuts this week, so that could that could be appropriate. Alex, how about you? Um, I'm drinking Writer's Tears Pot Stilled Irish Whiskey tonight, um, and I'm writing with a blue Bic crystal. And I'm drinking a Doma Coffee Roaster Love Shack Blend. This is a special roast blend that they made named after the B-52 song that they sent to us unsolicited and I love them forever and it comes in a pink can and I'm drinking it out of a Gilmore Girls mug. Everyone buy it. (laughs) I am writing with a freebie gold spot pen with blood red ink that was given to me by a random customer which is kind of interesting and a little bit strange but I do really like it. Cool. Yeah. So before we talk to Brad, let's jump into some fresh nibs. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right, Caroline, let's hear it. Um, so this weekend was a big weekend for me. I went furniture shopping and found a new desk. Mm. Um, I moved into a new apartment last, last summer and used my old desk in my living room, which doesn't really fit. So I found this office armoire. That's It's beautiful. I bought it at Room and Board. It's Perfect, has a little fold-down desk, but anyway, I've been cleaning out all my desk all my desk supplies, and I discovered an old favorite. I think we all know this one. I discovered my Mr. Sketch markers. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what those are, they are these jumbo-scented markers that were mostly popular in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, and each one has a different scent, and they're very fragrant. And they're not terribly pigmented, but I believe I bought them when a friend of mine from London was visiting, and I wanted to make her a really embarrassing, like, airport pickup sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I got them at Staples for that, and I, I've had them since then and haven't really used them at all, and um, just rediscovered them and got really excited, like, childishly excited. So, now, Caroline, do you have a favorite marker, and is it for the color or for the scent? Oh, that's so easy. That's a watermelon one, which is the which is like the the light pink one, and it's well. First of all, it smells like watermelon. Unrealistically, of course, but it smells like kind like of like Jolly Rancher watermelon. Kind of like Jolly yeah. Rancher watermelon, yeah. And it's this weird pink that's kind of like pale, like nineteen sixties girls bedroom pink, but like, like a little bit more <laughs> more fluorescent. If that makes any sense, like yeah. salmon, like hot salmon, like hot salmon. Yeah, exactly. It's like hot salmon. That sounds pink. delicious. I know. I would eat that, mm. but um, yeah, that's definitely my favorite one. I hate licorice, so I hate the black one. But like you, you need a black marker every now and then, so you yeah. can't really avoid that. I don't want to have to buy Sharpies that also smell awful just to replace my licorice marker because I hate the smell of licorice, but that's a huge conundrum, really. All right, I have, I have two questions. First of all, are they the Mr. Sketch with the little, like, humanoid fruits on them from before the rebrand, or are they after the rebrand, or they have the fart commercial? No, I, I bought them, like, just before the rebrand. This was, like, okay. two and a half years ago that I bought yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. So it was just before the weird blueberry fart commercial, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you need to explain what the fart rebrand is. So they have a commercial on TV. And if this is not Mr. Sketching, I'm going to feel really dumb later. But I'm pretty sure it is. Where they have a like a blueberry in like a sound booth. And it farts a blue cloud. <laughs> and it's like picked up somehow. 
like, then it's like the marker. So it's like, yeah. that's how they put the smell in the markers of blueberry farts. We'll look for it on the feel, internet and link it appeals in show to me. notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can find a link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Even if it's not Mr. Sketch, it's still funny. But. My second question is, did you guys ever do that thing when you're like, here, smell this marker, and then you like push it into somebody's oh, face? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> And those are I like get a little mustache. Su- those markers in particular are like super like chunky felt tips, so it was so easy to do that. Yeah, that has never I have never done that, nor has that ever been done to me. That ha- I feel like I just put a target on my face. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm do it to you I was really uncool in third grade, and those were the markers that our third grade teacher used. So they were very coveted in the third grade classroom. But we we lived in rural Ohio, where Mister Sketch markers were not available at any of our oh. local stores. Mm. And I had them because my grandma in Pittsburgh gave them to me for my birthday. Wow. And I was not cool in third grade, I repeat, but they, like, <laughs> the green, like, the dark green one, not the light green one, the dark green one, like mm-hmm. the, yeah. the green apple one, mm-hmm. got shoved up my nose once by <gasps> Pete, Pete Schaefer. Pete Schaefer did it to me. Pete Schaefer, if you're what listening. Pete Schaefer, who is definitely <laughs> sorry, not listening. Sorry, everyone. But so, sorry, Pete Schaefer, if you <laughs> are listening, but you, that. like... That was the most offensive form of bullying to me because that... Because it smelled up your nose for like a week. Is that why you sell pencils now? Is that why you hate green apples? I don't know. Probably. I do hate green apples. I mostly prefer red apples or like gala apples or like any of those like mixed color ones. I don't really like green ones. Where were you when you were abused by a pen? I think we're like going off on this a bit too much. I'll Mm -hmm. go into my second. I have one more fresh nib. Which is, um, this is a little bit embarrassing. So, about a week ago, my boyfriend was out of town. He was in Austria on a work ski trip, which I'm quite envious of. But I was at home alone and I was kind of bored. So I went on HBO Go and I was like trying to find a movie to watch. And I saw that Fifty Shades of Grey was there. And so, naturally, I chose to watch Fifty Shades of Grey. Because that's what you do when you're alone, and you don't want anyone to know that you're watching an incredibly embarrassing movie. I'll have you know I saw um, that movie on opening day at 10 a.m. by myself. I love you for that. Um, <laughs> anyway, I watched Fifty Shades of Grey by myself, and about like two-thirds of the way into the movie, there's a scene where Anastasia and Christian are sitting at a table, and they're looking over their contract, and it's the the lights are out in the room and it's just like lit by the sunset. So it's very red. And she is using a black on black on black pencil, mm-hmm. which is like a trademark of Gray Enterprises, which is recurrent throughout the film. Mm-hmm. And he is using a, like a slightly metallic red Karen Dosh Goliath pen, which those pens retail for about $30, and I just thought I couldn't help. Like, I was so distracted the whole film because I was thinking to myself, The like, entire film? No, like, actually, yes. I was distracted <laughs> for the entire film because I was thinking, Christian Grey is a billionaire. Clearly, he could afford a more expensive pen. Like, at least an Ecuador. Like, you don't need to buy, like, a $10,000 fountain pen. At least, like, buy the $200 silver pen. Like, silver is a shade of grey. I'm just really obsessed so, with the idea that that was your one problem with the movie. <laughs> I mean, I had a lot of other problems with the movie, but that, that was, was my main, that was like my one. main point of contention with that movie was that he was writing with a very nice, but not like super expensive pen. Like, um, spare no expense. Come on, Christian. Yeah, Day. like I, I don't, I don't have a problem with him writing with a ballpoint. I just have a problem with him writing with like, um, like a mid-range ballpoint. Couldn't he have like sprung for like the, the like At sterling least silver it wasn't one? Like an unambiguous like bic click pen yeah. or like yeah. no those are good pens those are good mm-hmm. pens or like maybe he thought he was like demonstrating how grounded he is oh jeez by slumming it with an like, right. dollar pen I don't think the prop stylist thought about that I think they were just looking for something that matched that was red but they uh, there are other red pens in the world yeah, yeah. lots of red pens I just yeah I just feel like they really messed up with that just raise your hand if you've read the book we, I don't want to tell can't. you how many people are well, raising your hand right two now. <laughs> two of the three of us raise our hands. Uh, see, the point of raising our hand is so that not everybody knows that we've read it. I've read it. Well, no. I've blocked well, about you it. You just even. admitted that, so yeah. no one else has to know who the other person is, <laughs> either me or Alex, and you can just <laughs> never tell. I'll no never one will tell. ever tell. All right. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, so think about that and watch that movie and tell me that you're not totally distracted by that because I'm Did sure you, you just, will be. Tell people to watch Fifty Shades of Grey to look for the pen. I did. For the pen. Unashamedly, I did say pen. that. Yes. For the pen. Anyway, continue. 
All right, Alex, let's hear your fresh nibs. I have some extra fine fresh nibs. Ooh. Get it? That was a that was a that was a pen that was pun. A pen pun. That's Thanks. really funny. Thanks. Yeah. Um well, so my first one is about the Coeco Skyline Sport pens. I have mine in mint green. So pretty. Um it's a beautiful pen and I like it and it's also, you know, like pocket size, which is fun. But I'm a big bottled ink fan, and previously the only converter for it was one of, I don't know how to describe it other than like an eyedropper thing. Mm-hmm. It was like a it's squeezy like, thing, right? Yeah, like yeah. you like squeeze it and you're supposed to like take up the ink that <clears throat> way. But um, the converter's like small to begin with, and then that method, you just like get no ink in it. And then I finally got a syringe and filled it with a syringe, but then like it was clear plastic and I put black ink on it and then the plastic of the converter turned red and I was like, I don't know what's going on here. (laughs) Anyway, I really don't like that converter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I finally did some research and you can get the diamine ink cartridges that fit on a Coeco Sport pen. So I'm currently writing with that. It has an umber green cartridge in there. It's a really lovely color. Yeah, it's this kind of like mossy, sagey green, Mm -hmm. I would say. Oh, it's It's a lot like... more emerald to yeah. them originally. It's a little bit of blue to it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. It's a really nice green. Um, so I'm enjoying writing that and actually getting to use this pen again. Um, although this week, Coeco also came out with a piston converter that I am very anxious to, uh, to try out. Um, and then my second fresh nib is this Belgian company. I think they're Belgian. It's called Brepols. B-R-E-P-O-L-S. Um, I'm writing in their notebook right now. It's really nice. It has, like... The cover is kind of the same texture as, like, Safiano leather. It's, like, that, like, hashed, hatched kind of black texture. Um, the paper is really nice. It takes both pencil, pen, and fountain pen really well. Um, there's, like, an index sheet. It comes with a bunch of, like, stickers in the back. So you can, is like, it lined make... or blank? Um, the one I have is lined. I'm not sure if they... I'm, I feel like they might have a, another. a blank one as yeah. well. And also, like, the, the corners are, like, cut off, so... Like, rounded? No, or they're, no, like, actually cut. Yeah, they're truncated, I would oh, say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, is the word. The line with is nice. It's, like, it's like college rule, but, like, bolder and more sophisticated. Yeah, and yeah. the lines are blue, too. Which like it's, it's, like, cream-colored paper with blue lines. Is it one of those things, like, I've noticed this with, I think... The Baron Figs and like the um, the craft design technology A five grid that the we write on it with a fountain pen and the lines show through the ink. Oh no! Does it, it do that? It is not like that. But the the Hobonichi also does that too. too. Yeah. yeah, I wonder. I yet to figure out why that is. It's almost like the like whatever they use to make the lines is like water resistant or like yeah whatever. like it's yeah. like plastic or something yeah like the like ink like is the... it's just an oil based ink probably <clears throat> yeah. it's weird I don't like it anyway notebook people give us feedback please yeah let us know if your notebooks do that <laughs> and why, why also importantly why they I'm do a, that. actually like a little obsessed with it because I feel like it's a weird sciencey thing that's happening to my writing but also I suppose you don't want I don't know. Does that do something to, like, the uh, light fastness of it? Like, because it's Perhaps. already, like, repelling the... I don't know. I'm, like, thinking about this a little too hard. Sorry. <laughs> um, Kaylin, what are your fresh nibs? All right. So, I've been talking about this a little too much amongst Alex and Caroline, and I think they're a little bit sick of me talking about it. But Always. I've been... I obsessed over getting this planner for, like, a month and a half, and it took a really long time to get because, for whatever reason, I think they had an issue with their printer. So I finally got this planner that I obsessed over, and it's beautiful. It's an a 5 size planner. It's got this, like, gorgeous black and white marbled cover. Um, It's by a designer that... Its name escapes me right now. I am so sorry. I don't remember the name of the planner. You can find it in the I'll show find notes. It. We'll put it yeah. in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but it's it's black and white, and it has gold embossed writing on it, and it's an open date planner, so it didn't bother me so much that it took a long time to get to me because I could start on whatever date I wanted. Um, but since it was a soft cover plan, uh, soft cover planner, I really wanted something to carry it around with me every day. 
And I really wanted something that would carry around a lot of writing utensils um, because I'm a little bit of a hoarder and I always have too much stuff in my purse and I didn't want to have a separate like pouch for my writing utensils. I wanted to have like an uh, all-inclusive everyday carry. And I finally found it. And I think I've told a little bit, like, everybody about it. It's called a Koku... I'm going to try that again. Kokuyo. It's Japanese. (laughs) The Kokuyo Systemic Refillable Notebook Cover. It's an A5. The great thing about it is um, it fits any kind of, like, A-size note... A5 size notebook. It flips open in like multiple directions. It's got like a lot of slots for business cards, for papers, for it's got a like a specific slot that your your planner, your notebook goes into as well as like ribbons to mark your pages. It has an elastic that specifically fits pens. Um, as well as it has these great pockets on the outside. So the pockets on the outside fit. I've been in the terrible habit of carrying four to five writing utensils with me, plus a pocket notebook, plus I can also fit my cell phone in there. Shame what? on you, Caitlin. Like, seriously. <laughs> Shame on you. It's like so much stuff. Like, Caitlin, why do you have so many things? I don't know. It's like a problem. Plus, like, I put my mail in there, but it's, like, amazing that I can put, like, a pocket notebook in my mail and my cell phone with, like, five writing utensils Wait, in the front I pocket. can I just point out that in your front pocket, which is visible to us right now, you have a neat... Wait, is that a New York Department of Tax letter? No, that's New York Presbyterian where I got oh, my MRI. That's a New York <laughs> Presbyterian doctor letter. Yeah. Um, a pocket notebook, a gel pen, a pencil extender, and a Swisswood pencil with an eraser cap on it. And a Cuego Sport. Can I also just say that this pencil extender is being used with a pencil that, like, when Caitlin holds it, like, her hand doesn't touch the extender? It's like her. between the Steinbeck stage and the pencil extender stage. It's just it like a premature extension. You point. don't need an extension for that no look your hand comfortably fits on just the pencil portion like it doesn't even touch the extension. wait but your hands are smaller than caitlin so caitlin is a caitlin are, could caitlin still is, write with that caitlin is like a very tall i choke woman. up she, I, tall woman. I choke t- up on my writing utensils a lot it feels weird that it's so short you're right i'm being yeah i just really she's being frivolous but she can be so why shouldn't she be you do you yeah, the point of this discussion is that I found this planner cover, and there are three pens in it that fit beautifully. You sound a little, like, ashamed of it right now. Though. I am a little ashamed of the fact that you just made fun of my pencil extender. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my desire to use up this pencil that I've had since April 2015. Yeah. yeah. When do you guys put your pencil stubs in pencil extenders, tell us? When my... When the, the, I guess, like, the crux of my thumb yeah. touches the ferrule, then I put in a pencil extender. I feel like that's my, I have a similar cutoff point. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like when this I can't is too off like, balance for me. From yeah, that, exactly. That anymore. Or I actually, I have, this, like, is, ri- this is about the length that I'd put it in, because it feels too off balance being so short, but I also, like, choke up and hold my pencil, like... But really I feel close like to the pencils point. Pencils are so light that like the balance doesn't really get to me in the way that it does with pens. Yeah, mm. I feel like I I do it sometimes. Literally different strokes for different folks. <laughs> like for real, but I, I do <laughs> I do it feral. sometimes when feral. Yeah, <laughs> for real, feral. It's like yeah. the same word. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes if I'm going to a cafe, mm-hmm. I do this sometimes mm-hmm. on my day off. I go to local cafes. I have a lot of really great cafes in the East Village, and sometimes I go there and bring all I pack like a specific pack of stationary supplies on my bike and I bike there and sit there and write letters in a cafe which I get lots of weird looks from people which makes me angry and like kind of makes me a little bit sad but anyway I do it and and those on those specific occasions like even if I have a pencil that's not quite like extender stage I put an extender on it anyway because I know I'm going to get that far in the time that I, I'm sitting in the cafe. And also oh, because it looks, yeah. like, extra legit. So I feel like the people in the cafe, if they see me writing with, like, this stupid thing on my pencil, they'll think, I, like, okay, she's not, like, 
it, like she might be crazy, but she's at least very serious she's and very particular. dedicated to what she's doing. <laughs> yeah, pre least... package of stationery communicates a level of dedication. I don't know. Like, and I don't. I mean, I don't care that much about people about what people think about me, but. The type of people who hang out in cafes all day are a very specific breed of people who are very strange. And um, I feel like if you bring out a, any, literally any fountain pen, your cred goes up ten points. I mean, this um, is a I pen don't like podcast. fountain pens. Like I really, I oh, obviously I love pens because this is a pen podcast, and I have my Caran d'Ache Ecridor, and I have all my Muji like point three. What is it? Point three? Yeah, point three. Point three eight. Point three eight gel pens, but um, you just never know because, like, sometimes I want to use a pencil and sometimes I want to use my Ecuador. And my Ecuador is beautiful and I love it. And I write all my checks in it because I feel like a fancy woman paying my bills in a fancy pen. I um, write my checks in my Karen Dash limited edition Paul Smith moth pen. <laughs> That's the same one about my mom. My mom's obsessed with that. It's just really pretty, and it's like it's beautiful. got a nice matte finish to it. You, you know which one I've seen around, and I can't find it anywhere to buy online anymore. Is the I think it was the Paul Smith collection too, but it's the one that's striped. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, I, I don't think it, it was anywhere. it a Paul Smith. It was one of their collaborations. It yeah, was from like yeah. a year ago. Yeah. I think it might have been another. Um, I think Mario. it might have been one of the, the original Mario Bota one. Oh, yes, you thank right. you. Yeah. 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 Those, but those like Caran d'Ache Goliath pens are really great. They're like the perfect, simple, like mid-range ballpoint pen for the person who uses a pen all the time. And the the thing that we learned recently, a fact actually, about this pens. is like a good fact about these pens, is that at the Caran d'Ache factory in Geneva, literally everything about the pencils, the pens, like everything that they make is made in Switzerland, except the balls that go in the ballpoint pens. <laughs> those. <laughs> Just the ball. Guys, grow up. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the balls and the ballpoint pens are made in the U.S. Yeah. And everything else that is a part of a Caran d'Ache pencil or a pen or, like, it's, or like artist material is made in Switzerland, except for the balls and the ballpoint pens. I do specifically remember that the inside of... It's not all of their ink refills. I think it's only the the metal ones. And that might be, like, Goliath and better. Those are, the, those are the Goliath refills, yeah. Yes, that the insides are galvanized to prevent rusting. Yeah. Which is, like, a weird thing that most pen companies don't do. Well, and the, because it's because that those refills are the part of their, like thing about those refills is that they're meant to last for like multiple years i forget like they've they've calculated like the number of words or the number of miles you're meant to be able to write Mm -hmm. with them Mm -hmm. but the if you buy a goliath pen it's basically supposed to last you for like at least four years you know that my my mom had one that she and i bought she and i both bought one together with the same neon pink goliath pen in geneva at the caran store about five years ago and she uses hers on a daily basis, and it only just ran out of ink like, mm-hmm. a month ago. Mm-hmm. Do you do you know? Because I actually I bought my boyfriend a um, Alchemics pen. Um, I forget which one I got him. I think it has a wood barrel, but it doesn't matter. It's the Alchemics. Do you know if they can just swap the refills in theirs for from blue to black because it's in blue and I don't like blue ink either he doesn't like no. blue ink but can you I just put black like I prefer well no that's not true for ballpoint pens I prefer blue ink I think for, like, it's tacky big crystal. yeah the big crystal I think it's because it like just looks different from all my other inks yeah so it like stands out I think, um, but yeah, I think you probably can. Also, if you just like re- research it on the internet, there you can are, like, just there's like a website that tells you like what refills go with which pet, like will fit. What's that which, website? I can't remember now. Okay, so can we include that in the show notes yeah. though? Can you find? Yeah, it? I'll find it and put in the show notes. I also right. know that that jet pens often, if they carry a pen, will have like related parts. Yeah, so a section like that you can click on, yeah. and so even if it's like out of brand, they'll still put like you know, the refills that you can use in that pen. Yeah. Good to know. Jet pens is awesome. We love them. So, shout out to Elaine. <laughs> Hi, Elaine. Hi, Elaine. Hi. We know you're listening. I have one more fresh nib. Um, I heard that there is a specialty store in the Lower East Side of Manhattan that sells writing utensils. No. No Just way. writing utensils. 
And I'd really like to give them a call and see what they have to say about pens. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Hi, do you guys sell pens? No? Uh, no, we don't. Do you have a favorite pen? <laughs> no, Caitlin, I don't. Do you think that my pen would fit in a sharpener? Hold on one second. Uh, sorry, just one second. Stop messing with me, Caitlin. I have to go now. Okay, thank you for your help. Our guest for this episode is founder and podcaster for Pen Addict, Southern Gentleman, and Prince of Pens, Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. How are you doing this evening? Wow. I love the intro. I haven't had a good <laughs> good intro since Mike stopped doing those like 100 episodes ago. So that, was, <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. Yes. Have you had any adventures recently? Um, I have... I've had I have adventures these days going back and forth to my shop, which I hopefully hopefully uh, have like CW pencils one day, my own shop where I could just be there all the time. So those are my those are my only adventures driving like an hour and a half, two hours back and forth from uh, my house to the Notco shop uh, to to get some pen cases made. But adventures, I I'm only getting ready for an adventure, which is uh, next month's Atlanta pen show. So that's taking up all my time these days. Oh, yeah, that's a huge deal. That's like the big one, right? It's the big one. It's pretty much like for our company, it's like Christmas. I mean, we'll do, <laughs> it's, it's literally way more than anything we do during the holidays. Um, it's our, our big event of the year. Um, we, you know, we invite a lot of people, um, into town for the show. Um, we throw a bunch of parties and just have a bunch of, uh, pin nerdery, uh, going on, which is, uh, which is pretty cool. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's too much fun. I mean, that's a you need a week week to recover from the three day weekend. That's that that's the show. There's no doubt. That's funny. That's funny. Do you guys come up with any like pen themed cocktails for your parties? You know we haven't, but uh, our our good friend and your friend uh, Anna Reinert would be the perfect one to oh, to yeah. come up with that. I mean, she she probably already has like a notebook full of ideas for that. So if there's anyone, and we actually fly her into the show as part of the the Pinatic Kickstarter, that's that's one of the deals. She's our she's our favorite uh, favorite guest on the podcast. So we fly her in to do a live show. And if there's anyone that can pull uh, without a, a quick cocktail drink recipe, I think that would be Anna. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She should be your mixologist. That's this could right. Be like a real thing yeah. yeah and i even i even made a point this year to move the room where we record right next to the bar so we're gonna be <laughs> perfect we're gonna be covered <laughs> that's really funny brad what are what are you drinking tonight and what are you writing with so I was actually prepared for this since uh, we don't do that on our show, but I always <laughs> love hearing, I always love hearing what the erasable guys are drinking. Um, I didn't put too much thought into it. I was going to go for a beer because I'm a beer guy at heart. And then I went to the fridge and the not your father's root beer was calling my name for tonight. So it's <laughs> a, uh, it's an, I love it's, that root beer. yeah, it's an alcoholic root beer. Um, about two of those and your, your sweet tooth is just <laughs> like off the chart at, uh, <laughs> at that time and uh, but they're really good they're you could get in trouble with these things they are tasty <laughs> and and tonight i'm writing with i just got a new pen in today um which i'd been wanting for a while it's called the pilot custom 823 it's um pilot makes a really broad lineup of fountain pens and they sell most of them in the u.s this is their high-end um production line pen and they only sell one color of it in the u.s huh. um and so the color I wanted was only available in, in Japan. So I got one of those fancy, um, fancy little pink uh, slips on my door yesterday. Say, hey, you have a package for Japan at the post from Japan at the post office. So I was there at like nine oh one this morning <laughs> <laughs> because I knew what this was. <laughs> so I've, I've I filled it up uh, with ink this morning with Pilot Blue Black ink, which is one of my favorites, and I've been using it literally all day. Uh, I've written down. Um, like the same thing over and over like three and four times already just because I'm enjoying writing with it. I think that's a good segue into one of our first questions is what are your current top three pens? Ooh, wow. So 
wow, you're putting me on the spot right out the gate. So I, I won't say I won't say the 823 because it's it's really <laughs> a brand new pen to me. Even though it's going to, it's going to rank up there really really highly when um, I, I get to spend some more time time with it. The pen I've been using the most is a pen I bought at the LA Pen Show in February, and it's by a company named Stylo Art. And they make these beautiful, it's a Japanese company, they make these beautiful wood-barreled fountain pens out of rare exotic woods. They Arushi lacquer. Yeah, they Arushi lacquer over them, so they have this great finish. They're kind of shiny, and you can get these really, really nice um, sailor nibs on them. So I've been been using that pen a bunch, so that's a personal favorite of mine. Mm Mm-hmm. On com- the complete opposite end of the spectrum, I used two pens a bunch yesterday that, like that pen I just said, I almost don't want to say how much it costs, but I am. <laughs> it, I am because because related to the next two pens, which I had got equally as much enjoyment out of, it's kind of crazy. The, the Stylo Art pen was $650. Wow. So that was kind of dumb, um, but I, I really enjoy it. But then I used two pens all night last night. One of them was the Uniball Sino DX in uh-huh. 0.3, 0.38 blue black, which is my favorite um, gel ink pen. And then I use the Kurataki Zig Mangaka. Um, it's a cartoonist drawing pen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in purple, which is like the best. Those are those two pens are always on my desk. And I was sitting there doing a bunch of work last night and I was just writing and writing and writing. And I was only using those pens. And it's weird, like I can get that much enjoyment, equal amount of enjoyment from a two or three dollar pen as I can out of a, you know, <laughs> several hundred dollar pen. It's like this is a really great pen, and uh, you know, maybe I should cut back on the on the high end pens if I'm enjoying my three dollar pens that much. No, well, that makes up for it though. If you're buying three dollar pens and six hundred dollar pens, as long as you're not buying anything in the middle, you're fine. <laughs> right, it'll That's average true. out. That's true. It is the there is a. Um, there is a weird middle ground once you get into the pens where you either spend less than $5 or you spend like 150. There's not much in between. Mm-hmm. And people people come I get emails all the time, I want to spend $50 on a pen. And I my response is generally, well you're missing the point. At that point you're paying <laughs> you're you're paying for things that aren't going to give you a good writing experience. Do you want a good writing experience? Yes. Okay, here, spend $4 on this pen. And it'll write better than any other pen you have. Yeah, but I want to spend seventy dollars. I was like, you know what? You're paying for the barrel, and you're paying for the fancy, and you're paying for the marketing. Uh-huh. And it's not going to write as good as that three dollar pen I just told you to buy. Okay, whatever. Then they'll go buy the seventy dollar pen. They don't listen to you. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of $3 pens, uh, what, what, what do you say is like an ideal pen starter kit for people who might not already be pen geeks? Yeah, so I think the Uniball Jetstream is the pen I recommend the most because it seems to fit so many people's needs. Like I get a lot of students that listen to, to the show and read the website and send me emails. Um, between students and people in the medical field, I get those people seem to write the most these days, um, just in, a, in the general sense. And they always want something that is retractable, that can handle the speed of quick writing, that can last a long time if they're writing pages and pages and pages of notes. And then when I tell them it has extra features like it's not going to smear if you run your hand across it or if you're a left-hander, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're not going to get ink all over your hand. And the ink's archival, so it's not going to go anywhere if for some reason you need these notes forever. Yeah. Um, and then on top of it, it's you know one of those three dollar pens, and you can get it in some pretty cool colors. Um, that's one I recommend the most. The second one's probably also a Uniball. It's the Sino um, two hundred seven. Only I say that more so than the DX or the the UM one fifty one because, like for y'all, yep, I mean you would have to go over to Kinokuniya to pick up the DX, but you can get the two hundred seven mm-hmm. um, that writes almost as well. I think it's a little bit different. You can get that at Staples or any grocery store, really. Oh. Um, mm. it's a re- and it's a really good pen. That's kind of like the best, just basic gel ink pen. Um, and then outside of that, I usually recommend a Sakura Pigma Micron. Mm. Like that Kurataki cartoonist pen I mentioned is my favorite drawing pen. It's just not easy to get at all. But you can get the Micron at like art stores like Michael's or you know, any of those types of places.
So besides those three pens, if someone's wanting to get into fountain pens, which scared the crap out of me when I first started, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I still get grief about how I several years ago I said I would never use a fountain pen. And and I just told you I bought a six hundred and fifty dollar <laughs> fountain pen. So how's that work? That's not really working out well for me. But um, the one I recommend the most is the Pilot Metropolitan. And you can they, they're actually showing up like on store shelves, like at big box retailers, which is very strange to me, which is good. I'm glad to see Pilot doing that. Um, and for like a $15 pen, it comes with a converter. So you could use bottled ink if you want. Most beginning fountain pen users just want to stick with a cartridge just because they feel like it'll it's, – it's easier to maintain. You know, fountain pens do require a little bit of extra maintenance. And, um, you know, if that's kind of not your style, the other one is called the Twisby Eco, which it's a little bit more – than a beginner's fountain pen, but if someone wants to go right to something that's going to last them a long time and they can use a bottled ink with, um, it's got a different filling system um, than the Pilot. It doesn't take a cartridge or a converter. It's a mm-hmm. piston filler, so you actually have to have an ink bottle, buy a <laughs> bottle of ink. So I don't recommend that for beginners unless they tell me something specific that would make me think that, okay, they're ready for that. And it's not that much more expensive than the Metropolitan. The Metropolitan runs about $15. The Eco runs around $28. Um, but then you got to add in a bottle of ink too. So it, it can get a little bit more expensive. But, you know, the Jetstream, I recommend constantly. The 207 is just the best off-the-store shelf gel ink pen you can get. Mm-hmm. The Secure Pigma Micron is one of my favorite just everyday writing pens if I'm going to write in any kind of paper. Um, I'll use that. And then the Pilot Metropolitan for like a beginner's fountain pen. That's kind of the best things to go with. Yeah. Is that what's sitting in front of you, Alex, the Twisby Eco? No, this is the, the Twisby 580 VAC, mm. the rose gold <laughs> edition, which nice. I love. It's one of my favorite favorite pens currently inked with Inaho from the Pilot. I never, I'm going to mess up how to say this, Brad. How do you, oh. The issue, issue, what is Oroshi. it? Oroshizuku. Oroshizuku. Yeah. Don't worry. I've been, color. Yeah. Yeah. I've been saying uh, Signo wrong the whole time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Sino wrong the whole time. It's supposed to be Signo, but I just can't make myself say Signo. So I, <laughs> I, I never get on anyone yeah. about their pronunciation because we run across all kinds of like crazy stuff. And I'm sure y'all run across that too. Um, you know, all these brand names that um, us silly Americans can't pronounce. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, but the the Twisby Twisby 580 mm-hmm. with the uh, Zuko ink, you you almost can't do any better than that. I mean, that's like the way to go. Yeah, and that I mean that pen is it kind of in that fifty to eighty dollar range. Yep, and that's that's about where it stops. Like yep. that's the one that I recommend for that range. After that, you're going to spend like one fifty. Yep. You're doomed. Alex. <laughs> I know. You are doomed. It's, it's, it's only yeah. going to get more expensive from here. <laughs> This is totally how it starts. I started with a Lamy Safari. It was about $25 at the time. And, you know, I barely used it for months. And then I don't know what clicked. I just, I, at some point, I just kept reaching for it. And then I guess I discovered that you can do all these different things with a fountain pen, you know, mm-hmm. add these different ink colors or, ooh, I can get a different nib. I think once I discovered Japanese nibs, that's what mm-hmm. set me off <laughs> because I like that very, very fine point. Right. Like you can get with a 0.3 mil. 0.38 millimeter gel ink pen. Mm-hmm. Once I found or discovered that Japanese fine nibs could replicate something like that, that that was it was done. I was it was over for me at that point. Right. I when I first got my first uh, fountain pen, which was a a Lamy Vista, I kept mm-hmm. wanting to save it for a special writing occasion. And then I think I had a similar click moment where I was like, oh, I could just write with this all the time i don't know why i keep saving it <laughs> yeah i was i was so scared i was gonna get ink all over me or you know on my shirt pocket or something like that i don't know that i've ever had an ink accident even one time in in all these years so it's uh it's not uh it's not your grandfather's fountain pen uh carrie that's for sure yeah um speaking of recommendations i want to know how like approximately how many emails do you get a day from people wanting you to tell them what to buy uh, probably between five and 10, I'd say. Really? Yeah. It, it, by the end, I try, I try to stay out of my inbox all day long. Now that I'm working for myself, that's like just a huge time sink. Mm -hmm. So I'll check it once or twice a day. And every time I check it, it seems like there's two or three emails. So if I don't answer email for like two days or three days, sometimes I'll just, you know, give myself a, a break and not answer, um, 
pen addict email for a couple of days, there'll be like 10 emails I need to respond to. So mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's a decent amount. It's, it's enough of amount to make me have to give myself a break from email, but <laughs> I enjoy doing it. Right. I mean, that's why I started doing this in the first place is to, you know, find information, share information and help other people out. So I, the reason I do that is because I reply to everybody, right? Mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I don't just ignore everything. So I don't just fire back short answers. I want to take my time to where, you know, I'm focused on the email and give them a, an answer they can actually act on, you know, yeah. if there's, if they're so inclined. So I, I take, I take like the email stuff seriously, but it does get, you know, my inbox does get pretty full on any given week. Mm -hmm. Have you gotten any super unusual recommendation requests? <sighs> Nothing that's like from a freaked me out perspective. Like, <laughs> no, you know, I've I've never had, you know, I want to write with my blood. What pen should I use? Kind of thing. <laughs> Which there are actually options for that, scarily enough. <laughs> Why have you thought about this? <laughs> <laughs> because I've seen things and people ask me, people share these things. Hey, have you seen this pen? But I've never had that email. What I will get, though, is... I get, I've gotten, this isn't even a one-off thing. This is, and it's, it's not a weekly thing, but every couple months I'll get an email that will say, here's what I need in a pen. And it'll be 20 bullet points. <laughs> and that's a very frequent thing. And very, usually I can come up with an answer. I've actually had once or twice when someone's been that detailed and I can appreciate that because I mean, that's the kind of problem I have. I mean, for goodness sakes, y'all work in a pencil store. We all have this problem, right? <laughs> um, I can appreciate that, but I, I've had to tell one or two people, it's like, it doesn't exist. I mean, you can get close with this, but that doesn't exist. So the weirdest things are when I see myself in an email like that. I just go, oh, I could totally write that email. But <laughs> yeah, you're so detailed, I don't even have an answer for you because that product doesn't exist. So maybe we should make it. Mm-hmm. And That's for funny. anyone who hasn't explored penaddict.com, Brad has this really great top five page that's like very comprehensive in terms of categories and top five recommendations. So, yeah, I'm always trying to, I use that a lot. I refer people to that a lot because still, I mean, aside from all the what pen should I buy emails I get every week, I always get the, oh my God, I had no idea a blog like this existed every week. Mm -hmm. So that's always a good place to point people to kind of get an idea of what's out there. And I, I try to keep up with it two or three times a year. I'll adjust it um, if need be, or I'll add, you know, items. If I've had a bunch of, uh, a bunch of different things to, you know, once I get some more experience with other things that I haven't been using, like different papers or things like that, I'll, I'll update them as needed. So it's, mm -hmm. a, it's been a really, really good page since I started that up. Yeah. Um, so you get a lot of re recommendations. You're obviously like the, the biggest celebrity in the pen blogging world. If we can say that, <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. Um, I want to know if you, what we, well, I want, I want to know if you, especially at pen shows, does everyone want to take pictures with you or do you ever get people like recognizing you in public? <laughs> you're gonna make me talk about myself aren't you no i'm not i'm like obviously trying to make you uncomfortable right, no so, I'm, I'm genuinely curious i want to know because yeah. um you're pretty so the recognizable dude the short so. answer is yes um at the la pin show this is this is the perfect example um at the la pin show um i worked with vanessa Penn, so they brought me out there to work with them i mean they they fly me out there and and you know, but in, in return, I'm working for them the whole weekend. I'm not doing, you know, other panatic stuff or just walking around the show doing whatever. So I'm working their table at the show. But we talk about it so people will come by if they want to meet me and say hi, they'll come over there. So Lisa Van S gets the biggest kick when someone recognizes me. She like falls out and has to go like behind the table because, you know, <laughs> people I'll just get these huge bear hugs, which I'm I'm a big hugger, so I'm all about the big bear hug when you come. <laughs> Um, she's watched people like shaking, talking to me, um, like they can't like being nervous, like can't get the words out. And, you know, and she's seen everything from like, you know, young kids, like, you know, 14 and 15 year old boys and girls to like 70 year old women, um, like just talking my ear off and she just gets the biggest kick out of it. But I mean, <laughs> I, I, but so to answer your question, yeah, people recognize me and the people who don't who didn't like come over, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go meet Brad or something and say, hi, um, I'll be working and talking to someone else 
about ink or whatever, you know, Van Ness is selling, like they're known for their ink at these pen shows. So I'll be talking about Pilot Orochizuku ink and here's all the colors. And the person next to them, you'll see their head kind of turn and look at me and go, are you the pen addict guy? (laughs) (laughs) And I'll be like, yeah, like I totally recognize that voice. So, you know, so those are the two kind of things that happens One, there's, there's people that will come, you know, to meet me, say hi. Um, People are so nice. They, I, I swear at this LA pen show, it was the most bizarre thing. I got gifts just left and right um, that people wanted to bring me. And it was like, not just random stuff, like something, things that meant things to people. Like it's overwhelming. Like um, that people would do that for, to, to give to me. It's just, it, it boggles your mind. It it really does. But um, it's pretty, I have fun with it too. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I play it up. I like to talk and, you know, I like to meet people. So um, it, it's it's fun for me. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's funny when other people are watching it and, and see it happen and then and tell me about it afterwards, what they actually observed, you know, in, in this communication I always have with other people. It was great. It's, uh, it's good. And Atlanta is the best place for that. Like we – where we set up our knock table – to sell our pen cases in Atlanta. It's kind of like right in front of the main door. And we like cause a traffic jam right around this door (laughs) because that's kind of where everyone congregates. Everyone that knows each other online, they're there not just to meet me and Jeff, um, but they're there to meet each other, right? We brought all these people together that Mm -hmm. have never met each other online. And there's just this big mass of people blocking the entire uh, show floor. It's kind of funny. Oh, we actually have a story about your celebrity touching New York. Uh-oh. Um, it's kind of a funny story. Um, a couple months ago, this gentleman came in by the name of uh, Brendan Bledsoe. Yeah, Brandon. Hi, Brandon. Mm-hmm. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> and he was super friendly and very chatty and really informed about writing utensils. And we just talked to him for forever. Um, and it was, it was awesome at the end of the, like you talk about people bringing you like personal things. He Mm -hmm. gave us his compass from his tours of duty in, uh, he He was in, yeah, he was in Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah. He gave us his compass and he showed us how to use it because we appreciate analog things. It was really, very touching. That's really, really special. The funny thing is that while he was in and talking to Caroline, uh, this girl came in and thought he was you. <laughs> no, she like she was buying things in the store, and then she left, and then she stood on the sidewalk for a minute, and then she came back in. Oh to, and then he, they ended up having a conversation. They followed each other on Instagram. They took a picture together still, um, mm-hmm. even though he wasn't you. But he didn't. <laughs> he didn't know who you were, and was like so amused by the whole thing. He had a great sense of humor about it. It was. It was really special interaction oh, yeah man, that's hilarious that <laughs> <laughs> i can't even imagine <laughs> it's really like just the best yeah. it was great he's a great guy I well i'm, I'm jealous of, i'm jealous of everyone everyone seems to have been to your store except for me so i need to rectify that yeah, like really are soon you? We, we met mike even i know he lives way further away than you do <laughs> god i know i am such a letdown so i'll work on that <laughs> I'll work on that. You know, right now the closest I'm getting on on the show tour is DC this year, but there's no reason I can't make another trip up to up to New York and and see if I can get up there and meet you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe this leads us to our well, silliest question. It's um, very serious. It's though. very serious, mm-hmm. yeah. When did you first decide that pens are better than pencils? Mm. I mean, I've always known pens were better than pencils. <laughs> Why? I mean, that's that's just over. an innate thing. <laughs> Because I think when I was growing up, I, I did enjoy mechanical pencils when I was growing up because even back then, I wanted the finest line I could possibly get. And it, it was just how I wrote, how I drew. Um, and we're talking like middle school, you know, high school. You know, I wrote small. I drew everything small. Everything was tiny. So, you know, back in the 80s, you couldn't find any pen to really write that small everything was like a 0.7 millimeter rollerball or a 1.0 millimeter ballpoint but the only other thing that could handle that if you couldn't find you know the needle in the haystack pen that i was looking for was like a mechanical pencil so i've always enjoyed mechanical pencils <laughs> Woodcase pencils i never did because i didn't have the permanent sharp tip 
Mm -hmm. So I just never gave them the time of day, really. So I've always been way, way more into pens because I could get that tiny, tiny variation now. But as I've learned over the past couple of years through our good friends, Andy, Tim, and Johnny. and that? Yeah, (laughs) through you guys, that holy cow, there's some really incredible wooden pencils out there that have just captured my attention completely. Um, I carry one with me most days now, um, if not one, three. Um, And they still don't top a pen for me. They don't top a good pen for me. Um, mostly because of how I write. And that's what I try to explain to people. You know, they want me to tell them, you know, what pen should I buy? Well, the first question I have back is, what are you going to use it for? How are you going to write? Well, if you're just writing, journaling, um, basic things, you know, a, a wooden pencil is really, really great for. The way I write is very specific to me. It's very small. It's very blocky. Um, I keep a, when I'm using a pencil, I have a sharpener handy because I, I prefer to have a really pointed tip and I tend to lean towards harder lead grades or or harder graphite grades because of that. Um, So finding that balance for me between the darkness and hardness is, is my challenge right now in in finding those things. But um, you know, I I hate to burst your bubble. The pen's always going to be better than the pencil in my book. You heard it here, folks. Brad Dowdy hates pencils. (laughs) (laughs) That's not fair. (laughs) That's that's, that's the next thing that'll come back and haunt me, like the fountain pen thing. <laughs> like I'll I'll totally swear off pencils and I mean pens and use pencils full time and and then this will come back to haunt me. Which you know what I'd be quite quite all right with. But then what what activities or what what things would you use a pencil for over a pen? I, I've been taking things. Yeah, I've just been taking a lot of honestly any. This is going to sound bad, and I don't mean it this way. But any like throwaway notes, right? The jot down stuff, the short, <laughs> the short lists. You know, the the like if I'm writing in my uh, planner, it's with a pen. If I'm taking notes on a note card, I've generally grabbed a pencil. Or if the if I have a notepad on my desk and I'm just jotting down what I'm doing today, pencil. Um, but you know, it, it's that's the way it kind of seems. I don't have. I'm thinking about like my desk and like all my notebooks that are filled. Like I don't have like a permanent record of like pencil things. They, they all seem to be in pen. My my pencil things to be more uh, in a, of a transient nature, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, what pencil are you reaching for most often these days? I'm pretty stuck on the Blackwing 602. Um, it's kind of got that sweet spot of point retention and darkness that I like. I also like the gray barrel. Um, it's really good looking. I also like that I can stick an orange eraser in it. Mm-hmm. Um, even though those erasers are terrible, they <laughs> look cool. Um, I So I, I love how that pencil looks. And then I love the fact that it performs to how I would, how I like a writing utensil to perform. Uh, firm, dark graphite, um, good point retention, um, things like that. Outside of that, I like the Tombow Mono 100. That's mm-hmm. a very similar feeling pen to me. Um, just the HB, um, and I like that black lacquered look. I I would actually go for a non eraser style if I had to choose, but I think the the 602, even though it has the eraser that I don't use, I think it's just a little bit better. Those are like one and one A, um, and then kind of everything else. I like the uh, uh, I do like the Caron Dash Swisswood. I mean that's a pretty amazing mm-hmm. pencil. Um, I like the fact. Well, I don't know if I like the fact, but I think it's cool that. Oh my gosh, there's like a $5 wooden pencil. That's crazy. <laughs> so people just like people can't fathom spending, you know, $50 on a pen, spending $4 on a pencil is is pretty pretty crazy when people like think about it that aren't really into this stuff. It's pretty so, out there. Yeah. So those are the, those are the ones I'm using the most. Um I did just get the new the Blackwing volumes the the 24. Um so far it writes wonderfully. I'm not crazy about how it looks. It looks pretty awesome. I just think all the other editions look better, but this one might perform better than um, all the rest of them so far. So, but it, if anything, I carry the I carry the 602 and the Mono 100 with me um, pretty much all the time. Outside of that, it's just a, a kind of a mismatch of um, whatever I'm trying out these days. All right, I, what Go pencil ahead. should I try? Well, we're not really here to talk about pencils oh, today. Yeah. Right. This is the this pen is a pen podcast. I don't know. Yeah, if I, knew I that. like it. I like it. We should. We should. <laughs> 
y'all are going to start carrying pencil pins, right? I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. what that's the announcement yeah. you're here to make. Exactly, that is the announcement we're here to make. We mm. have numerous pens in front of us. Nice, kind of. <laughs> um, but yeah, does anybody have anything else? No, you're awesome. We were really excited to talk to you. I think uh, none of us have officially met you in person. We do hope that you finally make it out to New York to visit us so yes. we can harass you. Us. We will on. change that. We will change that soon. Um, hopefully this year. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna work on that seriously. Um, it, it's been in my my plans for a while now and um I, i'd like to get get up there this year for sure yeah and maybe one of these days we'll go to a pen show yeah, well, yeah. i know i need you know we do sometimes talk about um you know the the, the wooden pencil on this podcast we do called the pen and addict which is you know the world's greatest podcast and you know i would love to have you on to talk pencils one day that's for sure hell yeah yeah mm-hmm. excellent we'll do it well, thank you, Brad, for your time. We hope that we can talk to you again soon. Yeah, thank you all so much. And we'll be in contact about being on the pen addict. Yes, and I'll be in contact about visiting CW. Heck yes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> thanks, Brad. Thanks, all right, Brad. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. So now we're going to take a call from Andy W. in San Francisco. Let's get him in here. Hello, you're on the Erasable Podcast. Hey, uh, first time, uh, first time caller, long time listener. Welcome. Uh, this is Andy, right? Yes, it is. All Thanks right, for having Andy. me. On. <laughs> God, so, so nervous. As you should uh, be. So I, I have a question about fountain pens. Okay, let's hear it. So, uh, you know, I keep hearing about these like nib smiths about people at, like you know fountain pen shows who can like grind your nib to a custom point and it just seems a little expensive for me and I was wondering what kind of a pencil sharpener would you suggest uh, that I just use to sharpen my own nib like you know I was thinking like a burr grinder might be good to really like you know really do it quickly but then maybe like a long point sharpener would really help me like refine it I just don't know Well, Andy, that is a really good question. (laughs) What I really think you're looking for is getting that like syringe needle fine point on your pencil. And what you're really going to want for that is a razor blade. Yeah. Like the kind that you go, you just go to Home Depot, go into the construction section and get the kind that you use to cut wires with. Yeah. Don't be lazy about it. Yeah. Or like an old hunting knife, like a vintage one. Oh, that's Those a good idea. Work really well for sharpening nibs. Yeah. 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 If, if you do want to be lazy, though, you could just use a regular sharpener. You just have to have a sharp blade. That's true. Yeah. 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 Don't you? Don't just, use those like freebies. Don't do it. Don't go to Staples. Oh no. Your sharpener should yeah. cost at I least just, twenty dollars. I just have like a. I just have a really good like, you know, like fourteen karat gold nib, and I just figured that I should just like, just go for it. Just like use use the use a razor like the kind you shave your face with. Oh, yeah, and like make sure it's ones with multiple blades because then you have to use less strokes because it's like shaving the nib five times at once. Get that five blade action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, save I think, time. Yeah, those moisturizing strips might help too. Yeah, I mean, use some shaving cream yeah, if you if you feel like you need a little lubrication yeah. in there as well. Yeah, lubricate it a little bit. Yeah. What are you using your pen for, Andy? Um. I mostly use it to write, um, like, at this point, just, like, open letters to Donald Trump. What do you say in those letters? Oh, man. Um, you know, mostly I just I just talk a lot about, like, you know, how, you know, he's, uh, he's making America great again. Um, I, I, think, um, I think I like to write them in, you know, with my fountain pen before I publish them to Facebook. Well. I think it's, uh, yeah, it really, really helps, I think. Has he responded to to any of the letters personally? Uh, So so far, no. I mostly just get like a lot of like, you know, threats, threats on Facebook, which isn't (laughs) really good. But uh, yeah, one of these days, one of these days, it's going to make its way to him. Well, Andy, thanks for calling and made the best candidate win. Thank you very much. Sharpening your nib. Yeah, thank you very much. We're calling Johnny G from Baltimore. Hi, Johnny. 
Hey, Han, how you doing? We're, we're good. How are you? Doing all right. Yeah, do you have a question about pens for us? Yeah, I got a question about cleaning pens. What's your question? You know. so, uh, so I thought, you know, alcohol. I didn't do it right. So my question is, if I want to clean my pen, it's a Wait, Johnny, we can't hear you very well. Where are you? Are you on the street? Um, I'm on my balcony. You're on your balcony. Okay, so you're, tr- you're trying to clean your pens with alcohol. Oh, man. What yeah. kind of alcohol are you using? Tim Beam ain't working. What's not working about it? Melted my pen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry I'm laughing, but like it really it melted your pen. Well, I put it in there and it ain't no more pen, so I figured it had to melt. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't drink the pen? Um, that's a good question. I have to get back to you on that, but if I get a new pen, how should I clean that pen? <clears throat> Well, Johnny, I think Caroline has an answer for you that has to do with eggs. Wait, but, but, no. <laughs> clean, clean it but, with egg whites. Before first. that, I just, I just really want to know, did the nib melt or did the whole pen melt? Well, there's still a clip. The clip's <laughs> on the table next to my pipe. What, what the hell is that clip made out of? Do you know? Um, gold, metal. Metal? Bone, I don't know. What brand of pen is it? Paper mate. <laughs> that ain't a good pen. Hello. Hi Johnny. We lost Hi. you. Yeah, you hung up on me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, we didn't mean to hang up on you. So I mean, I let's, let's just big recap. Pan Excuse me? I get a fancy big pan if that makes you feel no, better. You, know, you don't have to get a fancy big pen. So where we left off, Johnny is trying to clean his pen. He put it in Jim Beam. It's a paper mate pen. And the whole pen melted except the clip, which is made out of metal. I um, think. Johnny. It could be bone, I don't know. Our first, Our first advice for you is that Paper Maid is a fine pen, but what you should really be doing with the Jim Beam is drinking it. Like, really nah, soak in those vapors. Let no. it soothe your nerves a little it. bit. You're not going to drink it? You, no, I so- use that to wash my toilet. <laughs> Do you drink? I drink something clear called White Lightning. Do, do I, Now, I've always wondered about White Lightning. Do you, do you buy it or do you brew it yourself? Well, if you buy it, it ain't white lightning. Okay. So, so you can't put the pen in there because the pen will yeah. come alive and bite you. Oh, okay. All right. All right, then. We, we got that. Um, so. How's Johnny cleaning his pen? How should he clean his pen? He should he clean his pen. My solution to everything is just use an egg. Take, take the yolk out. Like, just like a, a farm fresh Hudson Valley egg. I know you're in Baltimore, but you probably you got... can get Hudson Valley eggs. Yeah, or out just there. go to your. Make sure they're organic. Go to your farmer's market. Or dodge stationery yeah, store. Go to the stationery store. Go to your farmer's market. Dodge all the hipsters. Buy an egg. They'll try to sell you a dozen. Just buy one. It should probably be about sixty cents. Um, make sure that you separate the yolk from the white because the yolk is not good for you. It's not good for you. It's not good for your pen. It's, it's too very, high cholesterol. Very for your high pen. in cholesterol. What about my pigs? Should I give yolk to my pigs? You can give it to your pigs, but just cook it first, okay? Nah, they won't like that. No, they they like raw things? What do they normally yeah. eat? Um, Not really nice to talk about that. Johnny, not what's quite, your pig's favorite legal. pen? They don't like pens. They eat pencils. <laughs> oh. I suppose that makes sense. Higher yeah. fiber. Higher fiber, yeah. Well, naturally, you know, made of wood and stuff. Yeah. Instead of plastic. Yeah. Well, ba- basically, our advice to you is to use a little bit of egg white, 
only organic, only organic local farm egg white, and maybe a little bit of baking soda if you need something abrasive. Only, only Arm and Hammer though. Do not buy an off brand. No store you brand. Hear, you hear us? No store brand baking soda. And whatever okay. you do, do not clean it after midnight. What will happen? Well, well, well what will happen, Caitlin, if you clean it after midnight? <clears throat> It'll grow spores, and you might get a bacteria infection. I have one of them. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a different problem for a different person. Thank you, Johnny, for your call. Um, best of luck to you. Let us know if you have any further problems with this pen melting situation. I will. I'll send you all the clip. You can hand it. Okay, that sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, Johnny. Good night, Johnny. Bye, Johnny. Bye-bye. So that, that about wraps up episode 49. Caroline, where can everybody find you on the internet? So I'm on Instagram at Marbles on Paper. I'm on Twitter at CW Pencils. And you can find me on Facebook nowhere because I hate Facebook. That sounds about fair, Alex. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Alex Cullen, but that's Alex with a Y, A-L-Y-X-C-U-L-L-E-N. All right. And you can find me, Caitlin Elgin, on Twitter at Kate.Elgin. I'm actually not sure if that's correct right now. Shit. It is. It's correct. Okay. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Kate.Elgin. I'm so sorry. I don't know my own name right now. That's why you have friends. Um, that is why I have friends. And you can find the Erasable podcast online at erasable.us. This episode will be up online at erasable.us slash episode slash 49. You can also find us on Facebook at the Erasable podcast or on the Facebook group where most of our discussions happen throughout throughout the week at uh, groups slash Erasable podcast question mark i think that's right um at twitter erasable podcast and instagram erasable podcast please 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 rate and review the podcast on itunes and recommend us on overcast like this is a really fantastic podcast we're really happy to be a part of it and who doesn't love hearing about pens every week that's you know pens roll pencils roll the end hell yeah (laughs) That's a wrap. Thank you. (laughs) The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.